Spawn on Me is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week, we talk news, what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness because we are the culture. Welcome to Bukaka, y'all. Yo, what up, what up, what up, everybody here on Spawn on Me Land. I'm your host, Khalif Adams. This is the Spawn on Me podcast with me, Khalif Adams, the cat that is bringing you all the goodness that you want, talking to you about all the things you need, giving you all the goodness that you want up in this life. Super excited to have you all here this week and every week on our show. I hope you are having a fantastic day. We're keeping it super gully right now because I even got a vacuum cleaner in the background right now because I didn't move it before the show started. <laughs> That's the way it was going down. I'll move it during the break. This is how we do it. This is the way the show works. We make it happen in all the ways that we possibly can. If you missed last week's episode, you missed a banger, please go back and check that out. We had our fan Pat Dees from the Fan Control Football League. We talked about all the goodness that we have coming in to the space. Talked about all the wonderfulness that's happening for our company for our crew for all the folks that we care about it is always 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 brilliant to be able to have all of you here in ways that matter and making it happen for everybody involved it is always dope to have you come through and be a part of our show please making sure that you are subscribing to the show in all the places that you can up on youtube up on all the podcast platforms all the spaces that we reside and making it amazingly dope for all of you at home. We hope that you are having a fantastic week. It has been a busy, busy, busy one. So please make sure you are paying attention and, and getting all the goodness that you can in. I know how hard it has been for the past couple of weeks. There's a lot of things in the world that are happening that are not fantastic and not great. But I want all of you to kind of, you know, find good spaces to, to, to get into, you know, a place where you can feel decent, feel good, you know, find some good things to play, find some space and energy to be able to, to live and, and, and do things while the world is being, you know, wild right now. We have lots of conflicts happening around the world. I want you to understand that we're paying attention and making sure that you're all good and, and feeling that you're in a good space. So that say that with love, we say that with, 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 with all that good energy, but Speaking of good energy, speaking of dope folks, speaking of fantastic people on our show, you know what we do here on Spawn of Me. You know we have nothing but amazing, fantastic guests. I am excited. You know, I've been a big fan of the XSEC clan, the XSEC crew. They continue to blow me away with all the wonderful things they're doing, with their roster expansions, with the conversations that they're doing about bringing the culture and gaming closer together. And I would say that... That is embodied in our guest this week. I would say that comes through, you know, repping directly from the NYC, bringing it here on Spawn on Me. We got Xset's own IDOM coming through, hanging it out with us in Chicago this week. Shout out to the fam, IDOM. How are you doing? Thank you so much for being here. I'm doing great. I'm glad to be on Spawn on Me. I'm glad I uh, was able to uh, hang out. I'm, I'm, I'm hyped to have you here. 
Thank you so much for taking the time out uh, for, for spending some time with us on this this week's show. Um, you know, I am a huge FGC fan. I've been in the trenches for a long time. I'm an old fart uh, in, in the game. Uh, and it's been so nice to see, you know, this next generation of players come up and, and, and be so formidable and be so fantastic in the spaces that they have resided in. For the folks who haven't um, seen your work, seen your ascension into the space and how you've kind of come up in the FGC, give the folks a little bit of information about you, how you started, where you come from, uh, and give the folks in Chicago a little bit of info about that. Well, you know, I'm from um, from Queens, Queens, New York. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people who played uh, fighting games in New York. We're all, there's like a huge New York... Uh, New York FGC out there. So I started off in New York. There was this uh, this arcade uh, known as Next Level. I went there way back in like, what is it, 2022? I went back there in 2012. That was the first time I ever went there. Wow. So that was, yeah, that was 10 years ago. But I uh, went there and, you know, there was a lot of people. There was a lot of like legends in the New York FGC, like uh, Chris G. Yipes. There was a lot of like really good, uh, fighting game players there so you know i was lucky to be born in new york and like i got to play with all like the legends and like the og so i went there in 2012 kept going there uh, yeah i kept going there going there and then like in 2016 17 is like when i really started going there like any any chance i got any free time anytime i had like a break or anything i was at the i was at next level so that's kind of how the come up happened. And then like, you know, if you keep doing something, you're going to get better at it. And Mm -hmm. it just kept going and kept getting better. I mean, the, 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 you know, for folks who may not be initiated with uh, the New York scene, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, Chinatown was, was the spot Chinatown fair, you know, getting the spot in there for a lot of folks. Again, the arcade scene when I was growing up was huge in that space and then you talk about next level which you know if you've ever watched you know nlbc on twitch you know the fam art and the rest of the cats over there you know are the are the classic folks and yipes and the rest of that crew building that scene out how was it when you were starting to go to next level was it was it you know uh, for folks who don't know what the space is and how, you know, camaraderie is when you're kind of coming into that space, how is it for newbies coming into, you know, when you were rolling in back in 2012 and be like, yo, I'm I, Dom, I'm coming through to bust y'all asses uh, as, as, as a baby FGCer, you know, how was the reception to new players in that space? How does it kind of work for those folks? So when you're new and like first starting out, th- like you kind of like earn your stripes kind of thing like yeah. you know they uh people will help you out like the the really good players will help out the newbies but like you you start getting the more you do better in tournament the more like respect and like yeah the more respect you start getting and then it's like it's like a ladder and then it's like okay this guy is really good this guy's getting to the point where you know he can travel outside of new york like he he's good at for next level and then like this is where you can start doing well at other major tournaments like uh, Summer Jam or whatever tournaments coming up. So it's like a it's like a ladder that you have to like steadily climb. That's pretty much how uh, how I did it too. Was 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 because I know mostly that you are currently playing in more of the Street Fighter 
uh, uh, range of games. Where when you first started to go to to next level and started kind of your initial career, well. I don't even know if people would say it's a career in the beginnings, right? You're just learning and being like, yo, I want to fight this dude. I want to play these cats and see if I can get better. When you were starting that process and you talked about this kind of, uh, you know, ascension up the ladder, what was that moment when you were like, oh, I may be good enough to start playing in a way that is going to be moving me, you know, down that line to tournament status? So, uh, in the beginning, so when I first started going there, like, like I said, way in 2012, that was like, not even like in the back of my mind, I was just going there, you know, hang out, see some friends and chill. But then around like, uh, I want to say 2017, 2017, Mm -hmm. 2018 was the moment where I was like, huh, I'm getting, I'm getting really good at this. I can actually like start, you know, trying to make a career out of this and stuff. So yeah, around 2017, 2018 was definitely the time what was the you know what was your initial kind of foray into the gaming space were you always playing street fighter was that your kind of like you know uh you know uh first game that you decided you're like oh like i'm playing this and this feels good and i may be able to get better or did you play a bunch of different kinds of games before you decided that you know what that game was kind of closer to what you wanted to touch so a funny story about that i think the first game the first game i've ever played was mario kart 64 way back (laughs) way back in like i want to say 98 or something but i was like one years old at the time so i remember i was really bad at it like i'm a a (laughs) one-year-old i don't know what i'm doing so playing mario kart 64 but then as i got older i started playing i like i've always been like the guy who tries every game even like that i uh, compete in fighting games you know i still enjoy every game like even elden ring just came out i'm playing elden ring right now so i try i try every game but fighting games it's just like it's a genre that i don't know it's just it's a love-hate relationship but i just love fighting it (laughs) (laughs) has it you know, when you start that process, right, when you go into the competitive space or you're starting to go to next level and, you know, I, you know, I remember seeing all the salty streams way back in the day, <laughs> going in, watching cats being like, yo, I'm going to just play some Mujin for a bit, throw that on the stream and had that rock for like four hours. When you were going to next level and you started to get familiar with the, the kind of main players who were in the space. Who was one of the first people to come up to you and be like, yo, Idom, I think you got the chops for this. I think this could be a thing that you may want to pursue. So, um, yeah, I went, I was, next level was always hold, held on Wednesday, but, uh, since I was like, I was still, I want to say I was in high school at the time, but I was in high school and I was only able to go to the, the weekend ones, mm. the weekend, uh, savage saturday but the owner uh henry sen he would always tell me hey if you ever get like a a wednesday off or like you know you don't have class on thursday or something you should come to the wednesday one because that's when all the the killers are there that's when all the (laughs) amazing players are there so whenever i got the chance i would always try to come on wednesday but henry was the the person who was like hey you're good enough to do this you gotta you know up your game and like if you come on wednesday you could definitely up your game with all like the other great players i would go there so when you go in you're in there for about let's say a year right you started the process 
You're getting into a space. You said you didn't start really kind of looking at that competitive layer until like 2017 or so. So you're probably there for, you know, rolling through for four or five years, which is the way you wind up kind of building into community and stuff like that. Mm. Who was the first person that you were like, I'm going to get that cat. If I can get that cat in a set, <laughs> that means that I'm ready. Or at least I'm feeling like I'm closer to being ready. Who who was that initial person that you you snatched the pebble from their hand <laughs> and was like, "Yo, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the the, the, the belt for the for the week." Uh, so on one of the the uh, Saturday tournaments, uh, Sanford Kelly, yeah. Marvel Marvel versus Capcom Two Evo Champ, uh, we played we played, and I had won the the Saturday event, and I was like, "Oh, sick!" And then like he was like, after the tournament, he was like. We gotta play again, and he had uh, <laughs> he had challenged me to it was like a first to ten or something, and we played again, and you know I had won the set, and he was like y- you're pretty you're pretty good, and then like he said he was also another one who said you should go on Wednesday because that's when like all the the killers are there and all the like, the the really good players are there, so there was like a lot of people in the New York scene who was always like go on Wednesday and then like when I started going on Wednesday that's when I like really started to excel because in like 2013-2014 going on Wednesday was like I needed like no class on Thursday or like Mm. a day off or something so it wasn't like I could go like maybe once every two months back in the day but then like when I started going on Wednesday that's when I really saw like my progress really pick up yeah what was the first tournament that you ever joined what was your what was your first like all right i'm gonna like compete compete you know that not 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 just in new york but i mean like outside of new york what was your first tournament that, that you did that uh the first tournament i went to was evo 2017 what you the- went to evo right off the bat yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. uh <laughs> That was that was the tournament. That was the tournament I would always watch at uh, at home. You know, everyone always talks about Evo being the most prestigious tournament, it's the biggest fighting game tournament. So I was like, you know, I'll, I'm gonna go for the big one first, and that was the first one I went to. How how did you how did you fare in your first Evo? How would you would you would you place? Yeah, I got a I want to I got a hundred and twenty seventh, which oh, wow. isn't too bad. I would yeah, that's not too bad. Hell but, no, that's you not know, bad at all. But uh. I, I was new to the tournament scene. I beat in some good players there. And like I said, that was my first like major tournament with like international players and players from like outside of the country. So I, I would say I did pretty well for my uh, first actual event. I mean, look, because and, and knowing how many people, you know, join or register for Evo and, mm-hmm. and, and especially what game did you play? Was it Street Fighter? Yeah, Street Fighter. Yeah, especially in Street Fighter, knowing how big the entrants were, especially for <laughs> games like that, 127th is nothing to sniff at. That's really, <laughs> that's really pretty good. Um, so I want to fast forward to the present um, and talk about what is your competitive day look like now. What you know? What's the conversation when you're thinking about training? Like, how often are you? training per day you know we're going to talk a little bit about evo in a minute or two um but when you're getting ready you're like all right i'm gonna get in this tournament i'm gonna start to get my chops back up and and continue to get to that layer about how long are you training what does it look like for you in that respect so uh ever since covid there hasn't been uh too many open brackets so like Mm -hmm. i there's 
to me, I feel like if there's two types of way to train, there's open bracket training and, you know, uh, invitational training. If it's open bracket, then, like, I will just play... I would literally try to find anyone because in open bracket, you don't even know who you're going to play. It's just mm-hmm. it's random. You you don't know what's going on. So I'll literally try to play anyone and just like get a feel, try to like see if I can adapt to people's play styles fast because it, the more different people you play, the more likelihood of you adapting and figure out what he does different from the other guy you're playing. But if, if it's invitational, which has been the current tournament status since uh, COVID has started, uh, you know, I find the people who look, uh, who play the character that I'm prob that are in the bracket for the invitational, you know, I train versus the characters a lot. I, uh, I study the players in the tournaments habits and, uh, little things like that. So it could take, a going into the tournament, like maybe like a week before the tournament, I'm probably playing like maybe seven, eight hours a day, just trying to like figure out who and what and who I'm go- yeah, who and what I'm going against and how to strategically prepare. So with the, uh, you know, having COVID in play and having, you know, so much of the past couple of years, you know, be online in terms of tournaments and things like that. What was the adjustment period for you and so many of your other peers saying, you know, because most people don't really like the online versions of playing a lot of these games. You got to deal with people with terrible pain, people playing on, you know, connections with you got a dude riding a bike that's generating electricity. (laughs) You know, what's the you know, how has it been adjusting, you know, to an online tournament space uh, for over the past couple of years? So, I was lucky enough to be, uh, like I said, I was lucky enough to play in New York. So, Mm. uh, when I was playing in New York, you know, I didn't really have to care too much about online because we always had the NLBC, like, Mm. offline uh, space. But adjusting to online, I played... I played a decent amount of online, so like online never really bothered me. You know, just try to avoid everyone with the you know the hamster on the spin wheel <laughs> connection. So it didn't really bother me. It's just uh, I feel like the the competition kind of shrinks because there's less international competition mm. and stuff like that. So I feel like the competition shrinks, but online never really bothered me. But I know it could get under some people's skins. I mean, I get salty as hell when I'm playing NK and I'm like, yo, what? Why are you playing on a Wi Fi connection? Like, you're killing me. I see it's a Wi Fi joint. Uh, I get salty and people then get mad at me because they're like, yo, you can't be mad at people don't be rolling cables throughout their whole house. I'm like, yo, uh, don't my, you? Yeah. My, console, my console's right next to the router. I don't know what you're talking about. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> get it right, y'all. Fix it. Fix it. Get your stuff together. Um, thinking about, and I want to, I want to dig into that conversation and that comment you just made about the international scene. I think one of the things that I, as a person on the outside, looking into the competitive space, am always super interested in is how's that work in terms of, you know, how are you all embracing each other from that kind of level of saying, you know, I know from an overseas perspective, people have very different ways of training, and you know the way that the kind of competitive scene is so much different uh, you know overseas than it is here in the states what were some things that when you started to kind of play in those larger tournaments and and start to play international competition was a thing that you that surprised you that you didn't really expect when you were coming up against those kinds of competitors 
So, it, I feel like every region has like a, a different take on uh, fighting games. Like America's pretty, uh, like I will say, America's pretty aggressive when they play. Mm. Uh, like the Asian regions are pretty, you know, passive when they play. In like the EU regions are pretty. They they have a mixture of both. I want to say, mm. but um, the difference in training between every region is like I know, uh, like the Asian regions, they all practice amongst each other, mm-hmm. like to try to like help each other up. Like if one guy, everyone tries to bring each other up. But I feel like the the American regions have like the you know I'm gonna beat you and then like you're going to learn from that kind of oh. thing. Like they're, they're going to, they're going to knock you down and then like, you're going to get better from when I knock you down. But you know, it, it is a, it is a, what you call it. Cause I, it is a strategy. Cause that's how I feel like I've gotten better. I've gotten knocked down. And then I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta adjust and figure out why I'm losing. Yeah. So yeah. No, keep yeah, going. Keep going. It's, um, it's very hard to like kind of pinpoint, how like how one gets better but it's like a lot of practicing and a lot of like lab time and like research kind of stuff yeah Yeah. at this point you know one of the things that i noticed and i'm and it's super fascinating is you know when i'm watching people run sets right and you're like you know those first those first to 10 videos are always the (laughs) wildest right because besides the amount of reps you've had playing you know on your own you know, you talked about the kind of New York scene and having that's local, you know, flavor where people are kind of getting together and, and doing that. And then the online version of that stuff. What's harder for you now at this point? Is it, you know, playing the weird random that does random stuff that you just don't know is going to happen? Or is it really when you're in that mix of, you know, going through a tournament, seeing folks you fought in other tournaments and, and then you're kind of playing them again? And having all that layers of built up years of competition against a very small amount of folks, right? It's a upper echelon of players. There's there's not that many of y'all uh, in the space. Is it harder to play somebody who you've played for many many years over and over and over again, or the random who you just wind up getting the first couple of sets in with? Uh, it's definitely harder to play the people you've played for so many years because like they know all your habits, you know all their habits, and then it's like it's like a double mind game. It's like, am I really gonna do this again because you beat me the last time like this? It it's really becomes like such a hard mind game because like uh, it's like you beat me with that last time. Are you gonna do it again? And then he does it again. And you're like, I can't believe you did the same way you beat me last time again. <laughs> so it really becomes like layers on layers on layers, and then. It's it's definitely harder to play uh the people you play all the time when it, like when you play like a random that you, uh, like you don't really play too often or like you never really heard of it's really like okay my plan A is probably gonna work because yeah my plan A is probably gonna work yeah you're just like oh, okay I know I know how yeah. to handle this cat because more than likely <laughs> I see what he's gonna do uh that makes a lot of sense um who are your who are some of your favorite people to play against. Uh, in the space right now, um, some of my favorite people to play against. Um, I really enjoy playing uh, Shine. Uh, he's from New York. Uh, Smug, another one from New York. Basically, uh, pretty much like most of the New York cats are pretty yeah. much all my favorite players to play. So, anyone from New York, because like we have like the whole I know what he's gonna do, he knows what I'm gonna do kind of thing, and like that mind game is really fun in fighting game. It, it's like something you can't really capture in like other genres i feel like yeah 
I, and I, I would assume too that we as New Yorkers have the best pop off game. Like I, feel, <laughs> like I wonder. That's the thing that I wanted to ask you is like, are pop offs regional? Do we have regional and and kind of like uh, you know uh, uh, re- regional pop off types? So like, I wouldn't expect Japanese players or Korean players to be like in your face and giving you the business. <laughs> but I would expect New York cast to be like, yo, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you the work. How is it kind of regionally when it comes out to the pop off game? In uh, I've been to so many tournaments, but <laughs> <laughs> I want to say East Coast. East Co- well, yeah, East Coast from New York, Philly, uh, Washington, even Washington. Yeah, all those pop offs are legendary. The, the West Coast <laughs> pop offs aren't like the same or like aren't as in your face, but the East Coast pop offs really like they're going at you. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, what was? Did you have a face? Did you pop off at a point where you are you known for a specific pop off yet that you've had I'm, that you're like, yo, that's the IDOM pop off? I'm not really the type of person who really pops off. I don't really think I've popped off at a tournament before. Like huh. when I, I'm I'm very like calm when I play. Like yeah. I have this form belief, like, I got to clear my mind when I play. I, like, I'm not even, I don't want to say I'm not thinking, but, like, I hear that water drip, and then that, that's me, but I play. <laughs> I, it's the, the best thing, so when I was doing some research about you and your career, one of the things I love is, you know, I go through and try to find nice pictures of the folks, and when we put them on the show, we do the intro that we have a nice picture for them. When I was looking for pictures for you to put on the show, you have the calmest demeanor of everybody, <laughs> fam. Like, it is like it is like zen all the time. You're like, yo, I'm gonna bust you, I'm gonna beat that ass, but you will never see me give you the enjoyment of me letting you see that. What is what is that? Is that a part of the mind games for you or is that just like who you are as a human? Is that like, you know, I'm not gonna show you my emotional cards while I play because that gives you an advantage? Uh I just feel like that was the way I was raised like growing yeah. up. I've been pretty much of a pretty much a calm person. Like it's really hard to see me like angry or upset or like even like yeah, like popping off or something. Like most of the time I'm just like Yeah, you yeah, I won. Yeah, that was expect that was the expected <laughs> result. <laughs> GG's and yeah, let me go on. (laughs) I like that. It's it's a clear confidence that goes along (laughs) with uh, you busting people's ass on on, on the game. Um, I want to talk about Exit, right? So now you are one of their sole fighting game representatives in that in that team. Um, what was the process like? Because we we see a lot, you know, where folks join teams and, and and kind of do that work. How did they approach you about becoming a part of Exet, which I think is one of the the, the better um, you know teams out there? Uh, the uh, the way I the way I went about approaching Exet was um, one of the one of the I want to say one of my uh, close friends Walter had <laughs> was one, yeah one of my friends Walter had talked me into uh, what you call it meeting with Exet. And when when I got together, you know, we did uh, interviews and you know, meetings and like talking and like I was really impressed with like everything they were doing with like the cultural uh, cultural uh, background and all the gaming stuff. And I was like, this seems like my kind of uh, my kind of org to be a part of. So 
it was really kind of that Walter was actually the main person that kind of put us in touch. So, you know, shout out to Walter. Cause he, shout out to Walter. He, he definitely uh, helped me out a lot with uh, getting a part of Xset. Shout out to Walter for sure. So, so when you are now a part of the team, now part of the org, um, and you're thinking about, you know, what's upcoming and, and, and things that are coming down the line, you know, one of the big conversations that popped up in the past couple of days has been around Evo. Evo is back. It's going to be back in person. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I registered for Evo literally two minutes before we started the show. Uh, I'll be losing uh, in Mortal Kombat 11 early. Uh, <laughs> how, how, you know, what's the energy around the FGC right now because of Evo coming back and, and, and you know, being a thing again in the kind of biggest ways? Everyone um, loves offline events. Even the, even like Combo Breaker coming back, all the big FGC uh, offline events really gets like everyone excited, you know, to travel and see all uh, everyone, see all your friends and like all the competitors together. So I'm excited for Evo. I'm definitely going to head out to Evo because I uh, want to see everyone get what got to compete. Uh, the last Evo I went to was Evo 2019 way back when that was like three years ago. Yeah. So uh funny enough at evo 2019 i got fifth so i was very close to actually winning the entire thing but you know hopefully now i can after it's been three years uh hopefully i can do better this upcoming evo i mean i was i was sitting there rooting for you uh i was i was i was on stream watching getting i was like yo i I was getting (laughs) getting it in right now he's about about to bust these cats down is it what when you when you went initially a couple of years ago or when your first Evo, when you were, you know, a, a young lad in that space, now that you're a professional and you're going to this, to this show, if you were a newbie, if you would go back to your old self and you were like, all right, young IDOM, younger IDOM, cause you're mad young still, <laughs> what would you tell younger IDOM to do uh, that would be different? Uh, going into a big tournament like this? Uh, man, that's a tough question. I don't think I would tell my younger self anything. I would just be like, you know, the the 127th, I feel like the getting 127th at EVO 2017 made me, like, more hungry mm. in that sense. Like, losing was kind of good because, like, when when I got back, yeah, when I went back to New York, I was just like... I got to be better. So like, it made me want to practice and it lit a fire under my, under my, uh, (laughs) (laughs) you can say ass. It's okay. (laughs) Little fire under your ass. (laughs) Yeah. A little fire under my ass. And then like, you know, it made me want more hungry and, you know, practice more. And then I feel like losing improved me as a player, to be honest. Mm. Are you, are you seeing any, you know, trends in, the fighting game space i think one of the things that i've always been you know enamored with and and things that i've always been pushing for when i'm sitting home watching is hoping that the space continues to grow in a way that feels good for the players too like i feel like there's always this conversation about you know how much money is in the space and and how it's continuing to grow and how players are getting more visible in the ways that that's happening if you're if you're thinking about the fgc now as a whole 
Um, what are some things you're hoping to see now that you know offline tournaments are coming back? You know, we've seen Sony buy Evo. We've seen bigger companies kind of come into the space and 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 think about how they want to kind of infuse their brands with you know with players and and with the the, the games themselves. What are some things that you're kind of hoping for? Um, from the industry to see kind of grow the space? Uh, hopefully, uh, with the fighting game community, I feel like the more people that we get to play fighting games, like the more open fighting games are, because like, you know, I feel like fighting games are a niche. Like, mm-hmm. it's not the most popular genre. So the more people we have playing, like Sony investing, Sony investing is obviously good to have people, oh, Sony invested, maybe I should try out Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat or whatever people are playing to get more people playing. And then, like, the more entrance, the more, like, prize money and, like, you know, the more eyes on the on the scene. So the more eyes on the scene will bring, obviously, hopefully, uh, the prize pools up and... Uh, yeah, hopefully bring the prize pools out because it, it's hard to explain. Because like I, I know money doesn't grow on trees, sure. so uh, I don't, I don't want to just say, oh yeah, we just need more money. But I feel like more eyes and more people playing the game will definitely help out the community a lot. I dig that. I mean, I'll say it out loud. Yo, the community needs more money. (laughs) I like I I get annoyed for y'all seeing, you know, I I used to work at Riot and I'm seeing a lot of the ways that the, you know, the the those spaces in terms of esports have grown exponentially and the fighting game community is still trying to figure out how to connect in some of those ways to those bigger brands and stuff. Um I'm I'm hoping that it winds up getting there. Go ahead, go ahead. I feel like the FCC is kind of living in the past, though. I feel like with mm. Riot, because even uh, you know, a lot of Riot games are free to play. I play all the, yeah. I play a lot of the free to play Riot games. I feel like if like the FGC had a good free to play fighting game that could get a lot of people into it, I feel like that would help grow the community ten like ten times bigger. To be honest. That yeah, I love that. I love that as a concept because I think that that's one of those things that, you know, speaking to broadening out and and widening out the tent, getting more people into the games, which means more competition and more and more players. Yeah, I would love that too. I think that's a fascinating and and, and great point. Um, you know, get out there, folks, and make that happen. Make some, you know, <laughs> you know, fighting herds didn't make it into into Evo this year. You know, a bunch of games didn't make it in. <laughs> Um, you know, you, I'm sure you'll be competing again in, in the Street Fighter games. Um, how excited are you for, you know, Street Fighter 6 got announced. We haven't seen anything from the game yet. Um, mm. what, what are you hoping for, for, for that game coming down the line, uh, hopefully soon? Uh, uh, I just hope Street Fighter 6 is fun. Like I, like I said before, I enjoy video games. But like I said, I mainly I love fighting games, but I enjoy video games as a whole. Like I have two perspectives. I have the perspective that I'm a fighting game player, and the perspective I'm trying to enjoy the video game. Yeah. And I feel like the the fighting game player is behind the video gamer. So I just want to I want the game to be fun, and if the game's fun, then I can like compete in it and have like a great time playing the game. Because I feel like you're not gonna compete in a game you don't enjoy. Yeah, that's not fun. Like that doesn't that doesn't make any sense for most of the people who are in that space uh, currently. Um, last couple of questions for you for let, before we let you go. Um, looking back towards or looking forward towards Evo, 
who are the folks right now that in your in your game of choice are the folks that we should be looking out for are there new folks that that are coming into the space right now that that everyone kind of has an eye on because i remember for a smidgen you know it felt like the most and the most kind of interesting energy that we had seen kind of in that space was like not necessarily just in in, in street fighter but like ninja killer over on on mk side right was like mm. kind of the young upstart kind of moving into that space and being like yo who's this young kid <laughs> who's come out of nowhere and, and is kind of beating people down are there folks right now that you're looking at that are like keep an eye on this person because they're they're making some some good moves uh, the thing is, with online being a thing, there's so many now. Like, there's huh. so many like great online players because, like, I feel like online was kind of a good. I don't want to say it's a good, thing, but <laughs> online was kind of a good thing for certain players because you get more recognition. Obviously, not everyone can travel to events like across the country and stuff, mm. so they get the recognition from playing online because there's so many online tournaments and like all you need to do is enter on online tournaments, have a good connection. So they get the recognition. So there's so many great players like that could take advantage of evil coming back and could be like the huge, I mean, the dark horse are like the, the hidden, the hidden, uh, demon in somebody's bracket. Yeah. I, I, it's going to be real wild to see just how, you know, everybody's going to come to to this tournament. And, you know, now hopefully this is the thing, you know, with Com Combo Breaker coming back soon, you know, we got things moving in a, in a good space. Uh, at least I, I, think, I, I think I saw Combo Breaker is coming back soon. Um, yes. For, here, here's, here's the big question for, and this is the one that's personal for me. I'm going to my first Evo this year. I was supposed to go right before the pandemic and then the pandemic hit and then it shut it down. What do you? What do you? What advice would you give to me, young, <laughs> not young, Khalif, uh, who's going to his first gaming tournament ever to play against folks who are uh, in 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 the seats? What's what's the what's the info that you would give me? What's the tea you would give me? Have a great time. There's so much to do at Evo. There is actually Evo is the biggest tournament, so there is so much to do. Even after you like, you can do well in bracket, you can do bad in bracket. But even after you do bad in bracket, there's so many casual setups. There's so many like, uh, convent. I mean, there's other conventions. There's like uh, other. You can play like. I remember what Evo was that. It was Evo 2017 or 18. I don't remember, but. There was one Evo I got to play Dragon Ball Fighters, and was, they have so many like booths that you yeah. can hang out. And there's so much to do, even if you don't go, do well at tournaments. There's so much to do at Evo, and that's why like Evo is like one of the best tournaments, and definitely uh, top top two pro tournaments for me. Yeah. I I slightly edge out to Combo Breaker. I had such a great time at Combo Breaker. I'm dying to go to Combo Breaker. It just seems like the energy there is so good. Like, you know, the people people rocking and doing their stuff. Also, bring back Dive Kick. That's the only game that can be really competitive in. I need that game to come back so I can actually win it, win an Evo uh, uh, medal and, and come through and, and win it for sure. That and I got to go to CEO at some point. I just never had a chance to go. Um I know you're going to be repping the set super hard when you go to the tournament. Um, I'm so happy that you came on the show to talk about your experiences and how you got into the scene. Is there anything else before we let you go? Do you want to share with the audience, you know, rep, rep, rep yourself, tell people where you're streaming, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I just want to say thanks for having me. Uh, you can follow me at uh, IDOMNYC on Twitter. Um, IDOMNY on Twitch. I do stream pretty often, actually, though. So. 
want to get uh get that out there i'm trying to stream more since uh i don't think there's any to- wait no there are tournaments coming out. evo's coming up <laughs> <about to> <laughs> so yeah i'm gonna be i stream uh hopefully you guys can tune in check me out uh yeah Bricago, we're going to be repping for IDOM real hard with our community again. We got to give, fo- we got to get love to the homegrown folks, making sure that we rep them. And we got to give love to our friends from Exit. Got to rep the set real hard as much as we possibly can so that we can get more of us in the space and bust <laughs> some people down. And they can pop off East Coast style for real, for real, in the ways that we need to. Um, Idom again thank you so much for being with us this week uh, appreciate the time having you here it was a blast uh, everybody at home go make sure you're checking out more from Idom we're going to take a quick break uh, we're going to hang out and uh, listen to some tunes for a hot second uh, while we get our break together and then right after that going to talk a little bit about PlayStation's state of play and a smidgen of what I've been playing out in the world so we'll be talking to you right after this we'll be right back after this break hey Bricago Merrick Kay here from Fanbyte did you know that Spot on Me is a part of the Fanbyte podcast network we produce a ton of other great shows like Channel F a podcast where we talk about the games we're playing can I just say yeah. how much I would love for there to be a Hitman game that's just about making people experience embarrassing social faux pas trying to like prank people and make it seem like they had farted or like tripped on something <laughs> that would be like very good dig up weird finds at thrift stores so the listing says Bung Doctor V64 <laughs> and take your questions about the best jokers Labars Martin asks what's the best or coolest weapon ever given to a mech. Gundam Fusion Rebake has a really oh, good... Wait, give, me, sorry. give me that one more time. Gundam Fusion Rebake. Yo, I heard you. <laughs> Gundam Fusion. <laughs> I personally guarantee that listening to Channel F will make you a better, smarter, more powerful version of yourself. So go to fanbyte.com slash podcasts or search for Channel F on your podcast app of choice today. Improvement not guaranteed. Listening to Channel F may cost you amplification. Welcome back to the Spawn of Me podcast. I'm your host, Kali Fadims. If you missed the first part of our show, you missed a banger. You missed some dope conversation with the fam. Idom from Xset came through rocking, talking all about his journey in the fighting game community and all the good stuff that he's doing, preparing for Evo, getting his ready, talking about pop-offs from the East Coast, making it super dope. So make you sh- make sure you're giving him some love in the chat make sure you give him some love on social media all that wonderful stuff right over there the last and only real story of today is all about sony's state of play sony had their state of play today um it was a pretty much an interesting look at the uh, kind of, you know, overseas, third party, uh, more of the Japanese titles um, in the space and, and what they're kind of working on. Um, I thought it was a pretty interesting, um, you know, time on the show. I think for me, their state of plays are always a little bit, you know, potentially hit or miss. Um, I feel like this one was not necessarily, again, for me, you know, the games that stood out to me were Exo Primal. Uh, you know, Returnal getting some DLC and that DLC now having what looks to be co-op in it, which is also 
awesome and fantastic. I am very, very excited to see what that's going to wind up being. I'm hyped for that. I think that's going to be brilliant. I am a big Returnal fan, so now getting a chance to jump back into that game and to you know, play that and see what that's going to wind up being with some other folks. And now it looks like they're doing this really dope thing where you're going to be in this tower and it seems like you're going up levels trying to beat the tower. That's going to be really cool. Uh, Forsaken got shown again, which Forsaken, I thought for a moment was going to be the jam. It was going to be the game to beat. I don't know if, Forspe- if Forsaken is going to be that game anymore. I am a little bit worried about Forsaken. I don't know if it's going to necessarily come through in the way that I had hoped. Um, also, there is a Turtles Kawabunga uh, collection that's going to have pretty much all the games that you've seen within the uh, Ninja Turtles lineage going to be in that uh, um, you know uh, that that game that's going to come out hopefully. Um, you know, Forspoken is going to be interesting. I don't know if that's going to really land in the way it was going to that I had expectations for, but um, we'll see. We'll see what it winds up being. You know, moving down down the pipe. I would say for this Sony State of Play, I'm still waiting to see something that's going to make me jump out of my seat. Like I think, you know, it is a it is a it is a time in which I think Sony is starting to feel like they need to start putting out, you know, more stuff in a way that feels more, more, you know, expeditious. You know, the game like Trek to Yomi looks really dope from Devolver is going to be, you know, publishing that game. Um, but I think for me, you know, these kinds of state of plays need to be more than this. I think they need to be, you know, things that are getting people really excited. I think there were a bunch of games that people, when I was looking at the, you know, uh, uh, social media spaces and Twitter were hyped about a lot of stuff. It was a lot of, you know, tactics games, um, in, in, in that way from Square Enix and others. And that's just not my cup of tea. I, I appreciate the fact that people were really hyped for it, but there wasn't really anything that I could see that I was like, man, I'm excited to have a PlayStation and want to get that. There wasn't a lot of stuff yet. The thing that I was saying that I want to see that I'm like actually really excited for is like at some point I got to see some some PlayStation VR stuff. I just need to see some PSVR stuff at this point. Like you got to show me some games. You got to show me the hardware moving. You got to show me what that stuff looks like. I'm hoping to see more of it very, very soon. Um, and hopefully we'll be able to get a chance to like see what the, you know, we've seen what the headset looks like. We've seen what the, the, the controllers look like. We've seen all of that stuff, but we haven't seen games from that yet. And I have an expectation that they're going to look phenomenal. And I'm hoping to see some more broader kinds of, um, experiences on uh that 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 layer of it um hey trade live in chat says i'm loving the resurgence of tactics games yeah i appreciate that like i i'm i'm excited for folks who are excited for that particular thing i i wish that i could be super hyped for it because i just don't have that that layer in there for me like i i'm i'm hoping and, and 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 maybe you know what the thing that this will maybe do is maybe this will let me play more of those kinds of games in a way that I feel like potentially I can you know vibe with. I think that's going to be kind of interesting. Um, so we'll see. You know, I'm I'm playing uh, Tokyo Ghostwire as we speak. Um, playing that um, you know offline uh, so that people don't bug me about me playing it. 
Um, I can't give impressions yet. You'll get impressions very, very soon, though, about what I'm thinking about Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm running through that while playing still a bunch of Elden Ring. And um, what else am I playing? Elden Ring and Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo 7. So playing a lot of those things um, in the mix. So uh, excited to talk more about those games coming down the line while I have a chance to see some other cool stuff that I got a chance to listen to or at least listen about what's coming down the line. Um, And very, very hyped about what those potential games are going to wind up being. So uh, make sure you're paying attention to that for sure. Um, this episode of Spawn on Me is basically done. We didn't have a lot this week to talk about. Not a lot of stuff to dig into, uh, except for we're building the second studio. You might have seen us share some of that information out um, over on our Twitter feed. Uh, you know, we're continuing to build out things there. You know, our second, second, wow, second episode of something epic is coming out, you know, a little bit later in this month. So be prepared for that. We're going to be talking about Ember Labs and Kana Bridge of Spirit. So we'll be talking to the dev team behind that game and talking about what they did in that space. So super excited about that as well. Uh, and we're continuing to build out more stuff for the rest of the year. Again, if you missed it, I'm hosting a show on NBC. Uh, with our friends from the Fan Control Football League. So that has now been announced. And now, you know, we talked about that last week, but now, you know, giving you a little bit more flavor of that because we're we're starting to get some of those things together very, very soon as well. So you're going to see me on your television set on Peacock and every other place. Oh, a thing I forgot to talk about before we dip up out of here. I have made Kaka beware in uh, WWE 20, uh, 2K22, uh, brought that back out uh, and, and have been having a blast playing that. I'm going to give a little bit more time with it uh, so I can do a full review and then talk about what that is and share that on our YouTube channel and on our, uh, on our podcasting platforms as well. Uh, so make sure you're paying attention to all of those things, too. Uh, give massive love again to our fam IDOM for coming through and rocking with us this week. Uh, give massive love to our friends over XSET for getting us connected and all of those things. Massive love to Hey Trey Live who said, I'm proud of you, homie, doing wonders. Thank you, fam. I appreciate you. Massive love to you and the rest of the folks that you reside with and everybody in Bracago. We're getting up out of here. Much love to you. We will see you all next week with more dopeness in store. And until then, be safe. Wash your hands. Wash your butt. And stay popping, chilling, and all those other good things in between. We'll see you soon. Stay dope. We'll see you soon. Bye.